Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Roel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, make your second half of life even better than the first. Whenever Americans are asked where they'd like to live as they get older, a vast majority said they'd like to remain in their homes for as long as possible. They prize the independence, comfort, and dignity that comes with the ability to age in place. But many older homeowners also face major challenges, such as the risk of falling, health problems, overwhelming household tasks, and isolation. A constant worry for their adult children who often find themselves in the role of family caregivers. In today's episode, Ryan Hurd, the founder of Caregivers Smart Solutions, talks about his own struggles to care for his, his dad, who had been diagnosed with cancer, which led him to the creation of an innovative technology company designed for caregivers just like him. Ryan will describe how the company's products help caregivers keep track of the health and well-being of their loved ones while respecting their privacy. In addition to his work with Caregiver Smart Solutions, Ryan will talk about his broader vision as a technology entrepreneur, focusing his efforts on developing tools that make homes and communities safer and more enjoyable. And besides being the founder of Caregiver Smart Solutions, Ryan is also an author, TEDx speaker, consultant, patent holder, and Ironman. As a champion for our aging loved ones, he has the unique ability to humanize technology and explain it in terms that everyone can understand. So now let's meet our guest, the multi-hyphenated Ryan Hurd. Ryan, welcome to the show. Ron, how are you? I really appreciate you having me on 45 Forward. This is so exciting. Well, it's <laughs> how great. How are you doing to- today? I'm I'm great. I'm great, and and I'm I'm delighted to have you, Ryan. So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll be diving into caregiver smart solutions shortly. But before we do, I'm I'm always interested in in my guests, not only in the, the you know the subject, the topic of the show, but also in their in their journey. Because uh, most of the folks that well, forty five forward, they are on a, on a journey in the second half of life or shortly before, uh, and it's a continuous journey. And I just like to give a little. People can read your background on on my website, by the way. If they go to roelresources.com um, and click on the forty five forward tab, they can they can read more about your bio. But rather than recite it, I always like my guests to kind of tell them tell it in their own words as, and how they got to where they are today. You know, how did you develop the passion for what you're doing? Wow, that is a loaded question. All right, <laughs> let's see. I mean. What you'll read in my bio is for the past 30 years, I've been in technology and smart tech, IoT, all that kind of stuff. And and that's what I wrote my book on called Join the Smart Home Revolution. And it was really because of the gap of, well, there's all this smart stuff, but what does that mean? How can it help me? And although I'm a techie, I love all this crazy stuff. What really gets me excited is the technology, the, the things that can actually help us as humans. So that, that's most of the background, but I'm going to tell you something that not many people know. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I am. I actually went to college to be a chef. So mm. early on, uh, a long time ago, through my high school years, I was always cooking. So I was actually cooking in an assisted living facility, which I didn't even know at that time was an assisted living facility. 
it was just uh, around the corner from the high school and it was all the old biddies and and we had so much fun. It was a blast. These people were so nice. And I was working there under a chef and he basically said, hey, you know, you're kind of good at this. Have you ever thought of going to college? So that's what I did. But I quickly retired, quote unquote, and started my first company. And it's because I always did two things, one which was cooking, and the second thing was technology. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's an interesting combination. It's, it's, it's shall we say, a good recipe to, to really do some innovative stuff. So um, so tell us, I, I mentioned a little bit in the introduction, but so tell us how you, well, you got involved with technology before um, Caregiver Smart Solutions. So um, we can talk about that later in terms of the other pro products. Yeah. And, and, and But let's talk, just dive into Caregiver Smart Solutions and tell us a bit about the company. Um, it, yeah, so you were motivated by having to take care of your dad um, and then like, well, how do we do this? How can we do it better? Um, so what, what uh, tell us, t describe the company a bit and, and the products you have and how they work. Sure. So when you look at Caregiver Smart Solutions, we are a simple and effective way to give you clarity for care when you can't be there. So the problem is, and, and I'll bring my story into this a little bit, is my father got cancer. And when he was going through his chemo treatments, there was a certain medication that he had to take, and it was for his neuropathy. And this is where your, your toes, your feet, your fingers go numb which gives him a hard time to uh, walk. But the biggest problem with that is it had to be taken on a 24 hour cycle. So if he took it at one o'clock, he had to take it at one o'clock tomorrow. So that was the first thing. And, and I was concerned. The second thing was, did dad get up? You know, was he up all night throwing up or did he have a good night's sleep? Just kind of the basic things. And that's really where Caregiver Smart Solutions was born. It was born out of a need because as a technology guy, you know, within the industry, I'm known as Reinhard the smart guy, I should know everything. And then I went to look for something I could put in dad's house and nothing existed. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, there was a camera and, and I did the camera thing. And roughly 15, 20 seconds later, there's a dish towel over it. And, you know, my father <laughs> does have a little bit of a of a funny bone. So I go over there, take the dish towel off. The next day, I look at the camera and there's a smiling face right in front of me. And I'm like, what is this? Turns out to be the dog toy. Right then and there, I realized this isn't going to work. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. So there's got to be a better way. And, and that's really where Caregiver Smart Solutions was born. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this uh, privacy is an issue. You know, people worry about it, and obviously, yeah. so did your dad. And I know you're very cognizant of it. So, tell me how you got around that. I mean, I, I know, uh, looking at your site, that you have these small sensors about the size of a quarter. Tell me a little bit about how they work. Yeah. Well, it starts with understanding um, the loved one that you're trying to help. And, and I know we talk about aging in place, but what is it really? It's really, it's about living. It's mm -hmm. about independence. It's about dignity. So understanding that and understanding that you're not going to make a 75 year old change their habits, i.e. wear something, do anything, all that kind of stuff. I was trying to figure out what can I do that's not a camera, that's not a listening device, 
but gives me some kind of data or information. So this way I can get ahead of things. And that's where I came up with this solution. And what we're doing is we're leveraging this, all the new technology today, right? So smart sensors, AI, machine learning, all of these things. But what is it really? The sensors are about the size of a quarter. And what they're doing is they're monitoring your loved one's habits because a habit, that's the only thing you can't lie your way out of. You can call up mom every day and say, how are you doing? She's going to say she's fine. But over time, she might be going to the bathroom more, opening up the refrigerator less, or a bunch of other little things. And that's the core of the system. You want to monitor your loved one's habits because that's where you're going to find all the little information. Of course, falls, falls are a big deal. But beyond falls, you know, if we could see things, if you could see into the future, would you want to? That's kind of what we're doing, monitoring the person's habits. Right. So for us non-techies, <laughs> when you say that, uh, how, how does that actually work? Well, how are you doing that monitoring then? Sure. So we are employing that latest technology. So all these little sensors, sensors that are monitoring movement, sensors that are monitoring temperature and humidity, sensors that are monitoring doors or the refrigerator. Um, all this technology, if you really think about it, the technology is producing data and that data we are um, monitoring for differences over time. So obviously that's that techie version. Let me tell you what the real version is. If you think of it like this, technology is really just a tool, data is information, and if we're trying to help them live a better life, it's a combination of putting these things together, it's the ability to give you that opportunity to be the fly on the wall, right? Is, is dad eating enough, right? And, and it's a combination of stitching these sensors together because if dad's opening up the refrigerator, I expect he's going to be going to the bathroom. I expect he's going to be moving around. And if he's doing all the normal activities of daily living, green check mark, everything's great. But if all of a sudden he starts not going to the refrigerator as much and not going to the bathroom as much, is that something that you'd want to know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the, the sensors collect different kinds of data and then you aggregate it to kind of put together what their habits are. And more importantly, are there changes in their habits that from, from the norm? Correct. Because the problem is this. Obviously, everybody's worried about that fall. And that is super, super important. But the thing that we don't realize is over time, the little changes. And I'll give you a fascinating piece of information I just learned not too long ago. So we were talking about uh, our loved ones and we were talking about, have you ever seen one of our loved ones and they're trying to use a smart device today, a, a phone or a tablet, and you see them kind of like pushing on it and you're like, mom, it, it's not a button. You, you don't need to push. You just need to tap. Right. Well, We've always, we've, we've basically interpreted that the wrong way. That's what I just found out. What's really happening, and this is fascinating, as you get older, your thiamus, I totally said that wrong, but everybody can Google it. Basically, it's the back part of your brain. Right. As you get older, that changes the way you feel hydrated. So basically, it's telling your body, I'm hydrated, but you're really dehydrated. So number one, you're not drinking as much in your own home. 
But number two, it also affects your skin. So all of these smart devices are based on touch technology. But when your skin characteristics change, you can't, it doesn't show up on the smart device. So whenever you see your mom or your dad or your grandma trying to use a smart device and they're pressing on it and it's, it's not opening and they're pressing harder, do this. Say, mom, lick your finger and then try it again. And boom, it works. Mm. So the interesting thing about that, not only is it, does it help them do the touch, but what it also tells us is that most people are dehydrated in their home. Unlike you and me, you know, maybe you have a meeting after this, we're running around, we tend to drink or we try to drink enough, right. but our loved ones aren't. And did you know that dehydration is the number one precursor to a fall in the home? And guess mm. what? Falls are bad. They are. They are. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's also get, obviously our generation is changing. There's much more focus on hydration, but our parents' generation, especially as they've gotten older, I I, I remember my mom not wanting to drink, and I'm like, why Why did you want to drink water? When so there was this myth. Well, it, it, I, I gained weight, you know. Right. <laughs> like you have to worry about that, mom. Okay, but but that's you know there are all sorts of things about why you know you don't want to drink. I mean, other than right. you, yes, you got to pee more, but other than that. That's that's good for you. Keep keep peeing. You want to do that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So so now we, we're aggregating this data. Uh, then uh, how do you use the app and, and connect with that? And, and what do you do with the company versus what does the caregiver do with this information? Sure. So the idea is mm -hmm. to give you the ability to quickly look at something and know that mom's okay, or if something's amiss, you want to know right away. So all that information, all the data is sent up to the cloud. Everybody's heard about the cloud, right? And then we add AI or predictive analytics or machine learning to it. Basically, what we're doing is we're looking at the baseline. So after about two or so weeks, we know mom is generally doing this. This is normal. And anything outside of normal could be an issue. I'm not saying that it's a huge issue but it might be an issue. And with a quick look at the app, the way that we've developed the app is very simple. Colors, green is good. Yellow, mm, concerned, not necessarily a big deal. Red, get off your butt, do something. Mm -hmm. The other thing we've done is everything is icon based. So really quickly, you can tell if mom's taking a shower, open up the front door, opening up the refrigerator, and you can also look at history. So, Ryan, so when you start you know, the reds and greens and yellows, um, the caregiver uh, then gets this information from you and then they do, do you have conversations with them or how does how do you engage them? Then? So all that information resides in the app. So this way, let's say you're monitoring your mom and it's from afar because most of them are home alone and mm -hmm. you're not necessarily <clears throat> around the corner. You know, maybe it's around the corner, down the block or another state away. So how do you know? if that person is okay. With a quick look at the app, the app is going to tell you. And if anything is weird, if, if mom you know, normally gets up at 6.30 and it's now 7.30, well, there's gonna be a notification in the app saying, hey, mom's not up yet, you might wanna give her a call. Or God forbid there's a fall, definitely. Call mom, get over there, call the neighbor, do whatever you gotta do to find out what's going on. Right, so does the app actually measure if there's actually a fall? I mean, just, just in terms of motion sensing, was that? Yeah, yeah. So we believe 
how do we develop a system that doesn't require that person to do anything, touch anything, push anything, whatever. And that's what we've done. Now, with that said, with the kit also includes emergency buttons. So just in case, our suggestion is, you know, put one in the bathroom, put one next to the bed, put one in the living room next to their favorite chair. And if they can get to it and they push the button, great. Immediately, you're going to get the information on your phone. But if they can't, we're still going to know. So it's kind of layering, right? We want to give our, our loved ones every possible chance to uh, really live with dignity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, so live, yeah, living at home is great, but that's, you know, and living, being independent is great, but it, you can't do it without some help and with some tools to make sure you're okay. I think that's everyone that was pushing for aging in place, as you pointed out earlier, but it's like, yeah, but it, it to do it well and do it safely uh, requires, you know, some vigilance. And I think yeah. that's what you've got. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, you've also mentioned um, uh, to me that um, uh, the app can save money. Yes. Well, the interesting thing is, think of it like this. I don't know if anybody really realizes it unless they're actually looking for it. But when you're talking about in-home care, um, non-medical, you know, that usually starts at about 20 hours a week and it's about 30 bucks an hour. Or if that person, your loved one, has to go into an assisted living facility, you know, up here, well, I'm from New Jersey, you're in Long Island, you're looking at 7,500 bucks. That's a lot of money. So if we could just keep mom in the comfort of her own home for as long as possible, just think a week, a month, a year more, think of how much money you save. Great. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, uh, we're going to save a little time here. We're going to go on break. Um, uh, so we're going to take a short break, folks. But uh, when we come back, we'll be talking much more with Ryan Hurd about a Caregiver Smart Solutions. So don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Ryan Hurd, the founder of Caregiver Smart Solutions. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Ryan about his company and about the app he's developed and how he, uh, it works in the homes of individuals to help um, to make sure that their loved ones are safe and independent. Uh, and I mentioned, Brian, Ryan, that um, uh, that this actually might be uh, something that would be useful in, you know, when folks are at home, away from home, in, in whether they're assisted living communities or other facilities, um, and uh, whether you have uh, relationships with, with these kinds of uh, communities. That's interesting. When you think about it, think about the primary reason of why we're doing this. It's because our loved ones are living home and they're alone. And you can't be there 24 hours a day. Maybe you can run there, you know, for lunch or in the morning or after work, whatever that is. But unfortunately, we can't be there all the time. And there is a circle of care around that person. Could be you, could be siblings, could be non-medical help, could be the doctor. And all these people really kind of need to know what's going on. And we need clarity. So that's kind of where clarity comes from. And the good news is now that technology exists, especially with caregiver smart solutions. When you look at that place that mom lives, it doesn't matter if she's in the home that you grew up in, if she's in an apartment, she could be in a condo, she could be in an assisted living facility. They all have the exact same problem. And that is when mom closes that front door, it is a black hole of information. You just don't know what's going on. Sure, you can call her. Mom, how you doing? What are you going to get? I'm fine. <laughs> right? And that's because of independence. It's because of psychology. It's because that person doesn't want to be a burden to you, which is fine. But here's a way that we can have a little more peace of mind, which also translates into time back in our life. So yes, this is great. It's great for assisted living facilities, independent living facilities. It's great for, you know, where mom lives, no matter. Mm -hmm. So when you start the, the process, when people ask about it, what, what sort of questions do families ask you? What, what's on their mind most? The biggest thing is I've noticed mom X, Y, Z. Hmm. I noticed mom has fallen. I've noticed mom is having a harder time getting around. I've noticed dad starting to be forgetful. So there's a lot of things. Now, really, if we kind of look at this where it's a tool, right? Before we were talking about technology, technology is really a tool and the data that it produces is really information so we can make the best possible decision. You want to get something like this in as early as possible. And this way you can see all those little changes over time that quite frankly, we just, it's hard for us to really realize. Right. Now, can people um, in families also share the app? In other words, among siblings? Great question. So there's two cool things about the app. So before we talked about the sensors, 
the sensors and the data, that data ends up in the app. And the app is how you know how your loved one's doing. Right. Now, the good thing about it is it's customizable to the person. So, for example, my father, yes, he's gone through chemo, but for the most part, he's okay. I still want to know if he got up. I want to know if he's taking his medication. But, you know, he's doing pretty good. He's a fighter. He is tough as nails. But let's say... Um, let's say your mother or grandmother, maybe they have a little bit of dementia. So what's important to you? I want to know if mom has opened up the front door, left the pot on the stove and walked out and didn't come back. And it's customizable for that. So relative to whatever is important to you, you can get those alerts real time right now. Now, to answer the other part of your question, yes, you can have as many siblings, or if you have, let's say, a non-medical person coming in to help mom, maybe you want to share the information with a doctor, that is 100% up to you. So if you have five people, all five of those people can have the app. You guys can all monitor to see how mom's doing because maybe one person's closer, one person's out in California. Who knows? But this gives the entire family the ability to know that mom's okay. Yeah, that's great to know. Yeah, because I think... A lot of families, you know, there are the sibling issues like, um, right. you know, so you usually have the uh, the point person sibling. Uh, and then the question is, how do you share information, you know, communicate with your other family members? And this is a you know, way to do it without, you know, having to have people call and say, what's going on? Where's what's happening? Okay. Uh, and stuff like that. And um, and I guess, you know, it becomes more critical, especially right as people become more vulnerable and um i guess especially significance for people with uh you know who are on you know the, the verge of dementia or have you know some right. you know uh, capacity issues um so uh i assume that's a big uh, part of your your market as well right yeah it, you know it's always a a tug of war right because Mom wants to stay home. And, and I know I, I keep on saying mom for no particular reason. It could be dad. It could be grandma. It could be your aunt. Right. But mom just seems to fit. <laughs> we all love mom. Uh, it, it is a push and pull because that person wants to stay in their home. And you want to honor, honor their dignity and, right. and respect their wishes and needs. But we know that there are issues, especially when we're talking about Alzheimer's, you know, early on stage dementia, you know, people are starting to forget in things and, and we're concerned. But here again, here is that tool that enables you to get ahead of problems and also enables them to stay home that much longer. Now, mm -hmm. whether that's in their own home where you guys grew up, whether that's maybe she doesn't need to move into your house uh, so soon, whatever that is, it's really helping the family deal with this issue because listen we're all getting older and we're all living longer and unfortunately that also comes with these other issues so how do we balance that and then how do we leverage technology to really help us as humans yeah something was actually mentioning to me today you know that, that she was surprised that there weren't more um, accidents with people who were, had uh, dementia uh, leaving the stove on yes. <laughs> unattended. And uh, I imagine that you could probably test that too, just with your heat sensors, right? Or something like that. Yeah, that's a huge, huge problem. It's a huge problem for anybody, but it's it's a bigger problem for those that are forgetful. Mm -hmm. And yes, and it, it, 
we can we have what's called a temperature and humidity sensor and we're using that generally to um, monitor the amount of times your loved one takes a shower you know and, and because hygiene is important every couple of days they should be taking a shower or a bath and, and we're monitoring that in the bathroom but you can always add a second one and monitor the kitchen stove so this way you know when it's on you know when it's off what you don't want to see is you don't want to see the stove on and then the front door open and then mom walks out it and there's mm. no movement inside the house the condo the apartment that's something you want to know right away now she could just go out the front door and pick up her amazon package or maybe the neighbor next door you know stop by to say hi that that's fine but if she's not back in in five minutes and there's something on the stove and the stove's on well you know listen i need to know i need to know right now and that's what we're giving you the ability to do right i just want to step back a moment and and just uh you know talk about your other uh, experiences i know that you were involved in a lot of audio concepts and automotive <laughs> sound design stuff like that now, now how did you uh move into this space and do are the things you learn about other you know endeavors that have contributed to you know your current uh, work with caregiver uh, smart solutions in a word absolutely now <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i mean all of this technology iot Really what it comes down to is a fascination of learning. When mm -hmm. you talk about sound, there's something called psychoacoustics, which is how the brain interprets the sound. That's how we can tell if something's behind us, if it's behind us in the right-hand side, left-hand side, in front of us. It really is fascinating, the brain and how the brain works. And then as far as all the other things and smart home and all that, it's really about leveraging what is out there and having it make for us you know so for example i mean i love technology and i speak about it all the time so there is this you know voice control i'm not going to say her name because sometimes people have <laughs> it and it'll turn on right but let's say um i got a question for you so then i would i believe the next uh, big thing to smarten up your house i believe it's going to be your bathroom so with that said do you think there's any value to make your toilet voice control? So if you say her name, uh, flush the toilet, do you think that's valuable? Do you think there's any reason we need that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> that's normally the answer I get because it does. It seems foolish. Well, I haven't told you about the herd household. You see, okay. the herd household has three boys in it. Mm. Yep. That, that vision that just went through your head, I live it every day. You're correct. Now, in the herd household, uh, I have the only house in America that has smart switches that go on and never go off because these kids don't know that there's an off side to a switch. But of course, because of smart technology, I'm able to automate that so it does go off. But toilets, how many times have you walked past the bathroom and... Well, there it is in all its glory. That's a wonderful thing. So in my household, to be able to say her name, flush the toilet, mm. well, it's kind of nice, right? Kind of cool. It's not going to change the world, but hey, at least I don't got to go in there. But if we think about this and we think about our aging loved ones, we think about my 96-year-old grandmother who has a hard time getting up in the first place. And when she sits down, she's really not sitting. She's kind of falling into place. If we bring this technology into the bathroom and give her the ability to say, 
so-and-so flush the toilet, that's now game-changing. So what I mean by that is for her to be able to get up and then bend over and flush the toilet, you know, that's one less thing she has to do. Now let's apply that, that voice technology to the shower or the bath, you know, where you go in and it's got the two knobs and, and you kind of turn it on and then you get burnt and then it's too cold and grandma's trying to, you know, reach over the, the bathroom that's a tub and a shower. It, it's all wrong. But here, the ability to say uh, her name, mm-hmm. turn the shower on 85 degrees and boom. Now, grandma doesn't have to worry about bending over. She just has to get in, do her thing, and life is good. So that's what I mean by using technology to actually work for us as humans. Right. Now, just back to the toilet for a second. Could, could, you, <laughs> further, you, could you further automate that? So using one of your heat sensors <laughs> when someone actually goes to the bathroom, presumably probably the temperature of the water yeah. goes up. You know, and 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 if and if it's if it doesn't flush, say within I don't know, you know, five minutes, would it automatically flush? There's a couple of ways of doing that. So, on one hand, from Caregiver Smart Solutions, we're actually working on all these cool ideas because we have a partnership with AOTA as well as our. We have amazing clients, and I ask everybody, listen. Our belief is with enough time and energy, you can do anything, right? It's kind of like what Walt Disney said. If you can dream it, you can do it. And that's Mm -hmm. our motto here. So we have a skunk works and ideas like that, putting a movement sensor on the toilet just to sense movement. So that's how we'd know if it flushed or if somebody got on it. But at this uh, year's CES, there has been two very interesting breakthroughs in the toilet category. Number one, you know how your smartwatch, it, it analyzes like your heartbeat and all these kind of things? Right. They've literally built the Apple Watch into the toilet seat. So now they can monitor how stressed you are when you sit on that toilet. Isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're relieving your stress. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a second product and it, it was called uh, With Withlings. And I probably said that wrong, so Google it. But basically what it's doing is it's analyzing the data coming out of you. Now that's gonna be very interesting. So over time, it can tell us if we're dehydrated. It could even tell us if we're pregnant. So it's fascinating what's coming down that Jetson's time is here. Yeah, so you said uh, CES, is that a, a, what was? So CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, okay. The world's biggest show held out in Vegas every year, right in January. Right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- it, it's fascinating stuff. And uh, it, it's, uh, uh, it, it's, it's helpful, you know, I mean, and, and I think that uh, I've uh, had other guests talk about, um, you know, healthcare becoming more and more individualized so that you know, the yeah. doctor can really look at, you know, not just general, um, you know, data about you, how do you fit into the, you know, the, the general data, but how, how do you fit into your own data and, and yeah. how much of it is, is uh, it's just you and, you know, it's particular to you and doesn't matter what the general data, well, it does matter generally, but, right, right. but uh, you have your specific requirements. So, well, the biggest um, things, what we're learning is there's a big push, you call it aging in place, but within the, the healthcare industry, it's called health at home. So there's a big push for health at home. 
And if you think about it like this, the the doctors and all that stuff, they're focused on the internal numbers. So blood pressure, uh, oxygen levels, all these things. And that is very, very important. But what we're focused on is we're focused on those external numbers that all of the things that are done by habit. How many times has mom opened up the refrigerator? How many times has mom gone to the bathroom overnight? Is mom walking around normally or is she lethargic? All of these environmental things. Now think of a world where we combine those internal numbers with the external environmental numbers. Now is when we're talking about real help for humans so we could really help mom and dad be as comfortable as possible. And as I said before, it's not about aging. It's now about living. How can we help them live the best possible part of their life? Excellent. Because I think that's the issue. People want to, they want to live their lives, you know, and, uh, and aging or not, (laughs) you know, you want to live the best life you had. And I think that's one of the, my uh, watchwords is that, um, how, how can people live well? That's what they're looking at. They're not not focused on my aging or, you know, because we're all aging from the time we're born, we're aging. Right. So how do we live at each part of our life the best we can? Um, so I want to uh, transition to looking at uh, a little bit broadening about your vision of, of what else you can do in your home. Um, but well, I'm going to save that for our last segment. Um, so uh, folks, uh, we're going to take another short break, but it's going to be a short break. And when we come back, We'll be talking much more in our last segment with Ryan Hurd. So please don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. 
That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking with Ryan Hurd, the founder of Caregiver Smart Solutions, who is known in the field as the smart guy. And he, he has a lot of intelligence that he's been uh, delivering to us today. So before the break, uh, I was talking with Ryan about uh, thinking about, you know, what kinds of other home care and uh, home caregiving needs that he envision. Uh, and one of the things that he mentioned to me was um, that uh, looking at how, how people's habits are changing, also the habits of caregivers are changing in that they really are are trying to deliver these kinds of um, help to their parents, uh, but they're at work. And so how do you, how does this help people in the workplace? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So on this journey that I'm on, uh, there's so many things we're learning about. And what we've learned is when you're looking at the workforce, uh, especially with companies, right? The data is telling us that 73% of employees are caregiving for somebody other than themselves. So it could be a young child, it could be an adult child, it could be an aging loved one. But how does that translate in the workforce? So how do you know, right? So if you're, if you're, Prudential or your Verizon or your any of these companies, how do you know if your workforce has an issue? What we've learned is it's exasperating itself in people coming in late, uh, people taking extended lunches, uh, employees leaving early, uh, employees calling in, and employees taking personal time, i.e. vacation, but not using it for vacation, actually using it for you know care. And there's so many things how this affects, obviously, you know, as yourself, as a caregiver, when you're doing this, you're not 100% focused on work, right? And you're also worried about that person. Here is a way that we have a very simple way of, of helping that employee keep more focused. Because if you could just look at an app and say, hey, mom's fine, she's moving around. Now you can focus. It, it really helps everybody. And when we really think about the workforce, especially after COVID, because being locked in your house, a lot of us turned into caregivers because of a necessity. We had mm -hmm. to. And then now that companies are requiring us to come back, how do you do that? And if you, if you stay home, obviously, unless you're independently wealthy, um, it's kind of hard. But also for the companies, they lose that, that educated uh, labor, you know, maybe right. you've been with the company for years and there, there's a comfort level on both sides. And other than giving a person, you know, flex time, how else do you solve this problem? Because I, I need to fix this now, not, not looking at Google, not going to therapy, although I think we all need a little bit, a little bit of it, <laughs> but we're really positioned to help that out both on the corporate side, as well as the consumer side. Yeah, I think we are catching up on this. You know, I think, you know, I remember years ago when I was first covering workplace issues uh, as a journalist, you know, there was the work family balance and there were right. it mostly dealt with caregiving, but with childcare. So right. now we realize that there is uh, elder care, but it's not the same. You know, we're not, you know, we're not, you know, infantilizing our, you know, uh, our parents, but we, we do need to figure out how to help care for them. So I think right. there's and a... If you if you think of it as kind of like bookends, right? So in the beginning, 
it was about childcare. So women are having children, and then how do we deal with this? And then companies started realizing the exact same thing. Oh my gosh, we we need to keep Mary because she's a really good worker and and she's learned so much. She really helps us out. How can we help her? Well, we'll provide childcare. We'll provide this. We'll provide that. Now, fast forward, and we're taking care of mom. I think it's the same kind of thing. And and I'm really hoping companies will start stepping up and offer this just like childcare, just like a gym membership, just like the other things, because it's really empowering your workforce. And if you want employees to be loyal to the company, well, the company needs to help that employee. And let's face it, it's not a whole heck of a lot. So this is one way to really help that person, give them a little more peace of mind, which then translates back to time back in their life and they can be focused and help you out. So you've done a lot of speaking on, you know, on technology and home technology. Um, and, you know, there's this term sort of inside tech talk, of, you know, IOT, the internet of things. So just talk a little bit about what does that mean? You know, just, IOT, IOT, yes, the yeah. internet of things. Basically it comes down to this. Anything that can be, will be smart. And I literally mean everything. I mean, the wallpaper, I mean the chair, I mean the picture on the wall. Um, there's all this stuff. Now, the question is, how is it going to help me? Uh, that's mm-hmm. the X factor. As we were saying before, right Right now, um, the kitchen has been the focus of smart, smart refrigerators, smart stoves, smart appliances, smart microwaves. I mean, these things are great. They can literally help you and me and our aging loved ones. But the bathroom is that next, that next place where all that smart technology is going to come in. We talked about the toilet. We talked about the shower. You know, we think about things like the mirror. So let's say the mirror took a picture of you every single day and the floor is also, um, it's like a scale. So all that data. Now, what does that mean? Well, maybe you have a mark on your face, but over time, is it getting bigger? Is it smaller? Is it a beauty mark? Is it cancer? All of these things that as humans, we have a hard time noticing over time. Like we don't Mm -hmm. notice things until they become way too big. You know, what's that knot on your back? (laughs) You might want to get it checked out, right? Here's the only problem. My problem is this. You've got the smart car out in the garage. You've got the smart kitchen. You've got the smart bathroom. And now everything's going to be talking to everything. So my problem is this. My problem is when I get out of the bathroom and I go through the kitchen and I get into my smart car and I say, Tesla, bring me to Starbucks. And it tells me no. And I start (laughs) arguing with my smart car and it tells me no. And I say, why? Well, you know, the kitchen and the bathroom are saying that you're not eating right and you're gaining a little weight. So Starbucks is cut out for the next couple of weeks. Then I'm going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, is is there such a thing as too much data? Can you be uh, paralyzed by your data? Great question. Yes, with an asterisk. What does that mean? A lot of times we don't even know what the data is telling us. So there are things within there, and this kind of comes back to our skunk works, which is, well, if we're looking at the environment, we're looking right now, we're very binary. Like, did mom fall? Is mom eating enough? Uh, Is mom dehydrated? Um, What else is going on? 
our next second and third generations are really going to be leveraging AI for things like non-24, early stage dementia, urinary tract infection, all of these other things that we can tell because of habits, even things like, is that person having eyesight issues because they're leaving the lights on overnight? Not because they're forgetting, but because they're worried about falling. So all these environmental factors, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking into. And what is the data telling us? And I really believe that this information will help us for the longevity of our loved one. At the very least, it's going to keep them comfortable. I mean, if you could just help mom drink a little bit more, that literally could be game changing. That literally could be the reason why mom does not fall. Those are the kind of things we're talking about. Right. Now, are there any ways to back up the system? You know, if everything is sort of internet related, um, you know, the if the internet goes down or the, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. there, there certainly there is a tremendous convenience until something goes wrong. Right. Um, uh, you know, I was listening to um, a show the other day about um, cars and the interference of uh, uh, with computer technology from, you know, particles from space. And, right. And, right. and, and one of the interesting things that came out of it was they're talking about how many computers are in your car which I really wasn't aware of the extent of it. I, obviously, I knew a lot of it, but I didn't even, they said, realize now even when you press on the accelerator, you're not, it's not responding to your touch. It's responding right. to a computer telling you what to, what to do, uh, yeah. what, the, what the car should do. So what, what happens, right? Are, are there ways to, to sort of back up the system or uh, to think about, you know, uh, sort of how your skunk works is working on what to do when <laughs> things don't work? So, you know, in the in the high-end fashion, you say, how do you mitigate your risk? Okay. Yes. So what if the electric goes out? What if the in- internet goes out? So number one, we're going to tell you. So through the app, we're going to tell you the internet went out, the power's out. The other thing we're going to tell you is, so let's say, let's say your loved one lives in Texas right now. So do you have any idea what the weather is like in Texas? No clue, right? But with a quick look at the app, you're going to know. And maybe it's 90 degrees outside, and maybe you want to know that. When it hits 90, I want to know. And if if inside is over 75, I want to know. If inside is 80, 85, well, we got a problem. Call mom. Maybe mom didn't turn on the thermostat. Maybe the thermostat's been broken for weeks. Either way, you're going to know. Now, with that said, if the internet goes out, or the the power goes out, now you can call mom and say what's going on. So if a hurricane's coming through, now you're alerted that something is going on in Texas. Maybe you weren't paying attention. Maybe you didn't realize it, but now you can take action. Now, the internet might be out for a couple of, you know, minutes, could be a couple of hours, but at least you know what's going on and you can take the appropriate actions. Right. Well, we don't have much time, but I did want to sneak in a little bit about your other experiences because you have had a terrific amount of uh, various experiences, one of uh, being a mayor of your township. And yeah. just a quick thoughts on how your extra tech experiences have informed your tech knowledge and your, your smart decisions. Great question. <laughs> uh, so on the political side, um, personal beliefs, I've always believed it's important to give back. So I'm very active within my community and whether it's with my kids and being 
a pack leader for our Cub Scouts or whether it's a soccer coach, a Little League coach, you know, it's about being involved. The other ways I was involved or am involved in town is through our our, our uh, EDC. So um, that's economic development as well as council. So I'm on council. I was mayor during the pandemic. Yay. Uh, currently, I am <laughs> deputy mayor right now. Uh, but it's great because we, we for example, over the weekend, we cut the uh, uh, a ribbon for a brand new company in town, which is awesome. So again, it's about giving back. It, I believe it definitely makes uh, for a better person. And I love people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. So that's really where that comes from. And then all the experience in technology, it, it kind of gives you a different way of looking at the world. How do we solve problems with the use of technology? Not all problems can be solved by that. I still think that as humans, we have a responsibility uh, to humanity to really use our brains in the best possible way. Well, great, great answer. <laughs> so, yeah, I, well, I think I like to, you know, that, that your caregiving concerns fit into a greater notion of, of giving. So yeah. I think that's important. Um, so uh, as we come to the close, Ryan, I want to make sure that people know um, how they can get in touch with you, find out more about your, your company. Um, so what, what's the best way to get in touch with you? So two ways. Number mm -hmm. one, you can take a look at us on the internet. So it's caregiversmartsolutions.com. Again, that's caregiversmartsolutions.com. Or give us a call and it's 888-585-5022. Again, it's 888-585-5022. The company is called Caregiver Smart Solutions. And we are a simple and effective way to give you clarity of care for when you can't be there. Great. So thanks for that. Um, so again, folks, um, uh, you can also find out more about Ryan's background by going to my website, clicking on the 45 forward tab. Um, and he's given you his website. Uh, and Ryan is active on social media, so you can connect with him there on various platforms. And uh, you, you should know that uh, if and tell your friends, if they miss my conversation with Ryan today, they can still listen to it as a podcast on voiceamerica.com. Search for my 45 forward page, or you can go to my Roho Resources website too. And again, click on the 45 forward tab and, and listen to it there. So folks, uh, be sure to join me next Monday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, when I'll be talking with Jan Yeager, a sociologist, writer, speaker, teacher, and award-winning author of more than 50 books. And she's going to talk about her lifetime and reflect on her lifetime of writing. So until then, folks, keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week. <laughs>